Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Wednesday, March 2nd, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there, everyone. It's me, your host, Janine Rubenstein, and we have got another great show for you today. So much is happening right now, and we are going to dive right in. Ukrainian ambassador to the United States is here tonight, sitting with the First Lady. Let each of us, if you're able to stand, stand and send an unmistakable signal to the world of Ukraine. Thank you. That was from last night's State of the Union, where Ukrainian Ambassador Oksana Markarova was honored and seated beside First Lady Jill Biden. Members of both parties showed support in the form of cheers, donning blue and yellow, and waving Ukrainian flags. The First Lady had another guest of honor for the evening, 13-year-old insulin activist Joshua Davis. In his speech, President Biden spoke of his commitment to decrease the price of life-saving insulin. One in 10 Americans has diabetes. In Virginia, I met a 13-year-old boy, the handsome young man standing up there, Joshua Davis. I spoke with Joshua's mom. Imagine what it's like to look at your child who needs insulin to stay healthy and have no idea how in God's name you're going to be able to pay for it. Let's cap the cost of insulin at $35 a month so everyone can afford it. But as has become customary in recent years, the night wasn't without controversy. As the president spoke about securing the border, Republican Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and fellow GOP rep Marjorie Taylor Greene chided Biden and chanted their quite dated refrain of build the wall. We need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. And as you might guess, I think we can do both. Then, Boebert heckled Biden again near the end of the night as he spoke of his late son, Bo, a veteran who died of brain cancer, and recognized the service members who returned home in flag-draped coffins from Afghanistan last summer. The congresswoman yelled out to the president, saying, You put them there, 13 of them, regarding the fallen soldiers. Boebert was met with boos from her colleagues, but the president skillfully ignored the verbal attacks. Now, moving back into the world of entertainment news... Kim Kardashian is legally a single woman. News broke today that the reality star received the news she's been waiting for since December of last year. According to TMZ, a judge granted her request to be ruled legally single. This is a request that West had challenged for months, despite both parties having moved on in the romance department. Kim with Pete Davidson, of course, and Ye with Well, we'll get into more of his current love situation later on in the show. It's been reported that Kim appeared virtually for Tuesday's hearing, while West, who recently fired his latest lawyer, was a no-show. Hopefully this puts the couple on the road to becoming friends and and happy co-parents of their four little ones. We can dream. And now there is a fresh issue of People Out, which gives us the perfect reason to spotlight this week's cover star and queen of self-love, Lizzo. Do my hair toss, check my nails. My lovely listeners, how are you feeling? Ooh, child, tired of the bullshit, gone to 
<laughs> well, if that intro didn't prove it, I love me some Lizzo. And I'm so excited. She's our cover star this week for People's Annual Women Changing the World issue. The ever-inspiring Grammy winner opened up to us about her journey to success, being a body-positive icon, and so much more. And joining me now to talk about it all is the person who did the interview himself, People's Deputy West Coast Editor, Jason Sheeler. Hey, Jason. Hey, I, I was wondering which one of us was going to start singing. <laughs> so you've been very busy lately. You have this amazing cover story out, and you also just did our Linda Evangelista cover story, which you guys, if you haven't heard Jason's interview with her, check out our special People Every Day episode for the full interview with Linda. But do that after you listen to this episode, because Lizzo, you've outdone yourself once again, Jason. You have to tell me what it was like being in Lizzo's presence. Thankfully, where, where we're at with, with with COVID, I was able to be in in Lizzo's home. And so, for, first of all, like you know, as as you know, Janine, we we love to interview people. Something we talked about that did make it into the interview, and part of it was just us us you know talking, is that she is in person, exactly the person that she presents on social media. She's the person she presents in music videos. She's the person she pre presents in concerts. Look, Jenny, we do this for a living. We see a lot of celebrities on and off duty. That does not happen a lot. And so I would just love to report that, like, she is exactly who you think she is, which means candid, raw, warm, vulnerable, spontaneous, and, like, buckle your seatbelts because you ask her a question, you don't know where she's going to go. And then I started thinking about her path to success. I don't want to just say stardom because she's She's a star, certifiably, but she's really successful because she's not. She doesn't even identify really as a celebrity. She says, but she has this backstory which I honestly did not even know. Like she, there was Lizzo bangers in 2013, right? And so she was kind of on the cusp of success. All she really wanted to do is play South by. She she played festivals in the United Kingdom, but she even she even booked a gig on late, the Late Show with David Letterman, right? And so she was on the cusp of stardom. Then it took by the time we heard um, Truth Hurts. That took two years to reach number one. Like that was all the way in like in, in 2019, right? So it just took a long time that she just kept trying. She kept trying. She lived in her car for a little bit. And so my point is, is that she's really earned where she's at. And she'll tell you that she couldn't have handled everything she's experiencing right now back in 2013 when Lizzo Bangers came out. One of the things Lizzo said to you that I absolutely love is, I think I have a really hot body, I'm a body icon, and I'm embracing that more and more every day. Just tell them. So so tell us what else she said about that aspect, and, and we can also use a little inspiration, right? I was approached that interview really with, with trepidation, and I was honest with her because that's also what Lizzo brings out in you, right? She brings you to a point to where you feel safe asking questions, right? And I was like, "Look, I, I don't, I don't want to ask you about your body. I'm uncomfortable asking you about your body, but are you sick of talking about your body? You know?" And, and she's like, "She's like, no. Why would I be?" She's like, I'm a body icon. I'm a sex symbol. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, then let's talk about it." And then she talked about how, like, look, just the way Kim Kardashian was able to establish a new body type, quote unquote. She's like, I'm doing the same thing. And what Lizzo is not going to stop doing, you know, she's not going to stop talking about it. She's not going to stop posting the kind of pictures she wants to talk, she wants to post. And she's also not going to stop until her body is also a standard. And I think that that's got um, not only some swagger, but I think that is really impressive is that she has, is that she has purpose and everything she does is with purpose. And when she claps back at so-called haters on Instagram, she told me that it's not really for her. Right. She says it's for a generation of young people who are 
hurt by the things they're saying about Lizzo because she knows that in Lizzo, we see ourselves. Well, Lizzo has a show on Amazon called Watch Out for the Big Girls, where she looks for backup dancers who look like her. I love that. And in the first episode, when one of the dancers finished dancing, she told Lizzo, I did it for you. So just listen to what Lizzo had to say about that moment. I've never processed that moment because it was happening so fast. But I, she, I think deep down inside recognized I needed her. Just like, you know, she needed me. Hmm. And I think that's the beauty of this show is I'm not just being like, hey, let's have a TV show. <laughs> it's like, no, like, I, this is important to me. I would have done this with or without the cameras mm-hmm. because I truly needed to find these special human beings. And they really are special. That is an amazing moment. That was the second question I asked her. And she started crying. It's a great show. It's it's got a little bit um it's it's got a little bit of Project Runway, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race in terms of it's a reality competition. But then it's also got these incredibly heartwarming, vulnerable moments because this came out of an authentic moment. She was at Coachella. She finally got to at Coachella. She's auditioning dancers for her own show, and and there she was. And she's like, look, she's like, they are beautiful. They are talented. They are great dancers. But they didn't look like me. And so she said she went and she she had a margarita and thought about it because she was a little upset. Um, and she's like, am I going to have to do this myself? And and I asked her, I was like, how many times have you said, I'm going to have to do this myself? And she's like, well, at least a million because I'm a millionaire. There's 15 girls. She says, I've changed 15 lives. No, 16 because it changed my life. And she's auditioning girls to be dancers. They look like her. They're great dancers. One, by the way, I can happy to report, one has already made it into Lizzo's crew because she was so dang good. She just jumped to the front of the line. Lizzo talks a lot about that um, that she advocates, like you know, for for black women, for trans women, for women in general who look like her, and I and I think it's amazing. Oh, well, Lizzo is just amazing, and you guys can all pick up our Women Changing the World issue this Friday when it hits newsstands. It's always great to have you on. Thank you, thank you. Coming up. There's a lot of celebrity relationship talk going on out there. Jason and Lisa, Kanye and Chaney, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. We've got a full love report for you coming up in Heart Monitor. But right after the break, one native New Jersey rocker known for big hits and even bigger hair turns the big 6-0 today. We take a quick look at that iconic career in celebration of the star's milestone birthday. Stay with us. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Thank you. 
rock star John Bon Jovi is 60 years young today. He's been a music icon ever since his band Bon Jovi got their start in 1983. And we've got six fun facts for you right now. You know, one for each decade he's been here rocking out. Number one, for a man who famously sang about giving love a bad name, did you know he's been married to his high school sweetheart, Dorothea Bon Jovi, for almost 33 years? Number two, following in the lead of Van Halen, the band ultimately went with the last name of the lead singer, which was much better than their original idea, Johnny Electric. Number three, he's incredibly charitable, and since 2006, the John Bon Jovi Soul Foundation, that includes a free restaurant in his beloved Red Bank, New Jersey, has worked to break the cycle of hunger, poverty, and homelessness. Number four, 2006 was also the same year he took home a Grammy. Even though he's had hits on the charts for decades, his only Grammy came when the band won Best Country Collaboration with Vocals, along with Jennifer Nettles for Who Says You Can't Go Home. Number five, the forever heartthrob star has dipped his toe into the acting world, including appearances on Sex and the City and 30 Rock. John. Thank you for coming. Oh, no problem, Jack. What do you need? Arena rock anthem, power ballad. Actually, I have a date coming by, so if you can come over at some point and say hello, that would really impress her. Oh, sure. That sounds like an appropriate use of my time and talent. And number six, next month he's kicking off his Bon Jovi 2022 tour. He and his band are encouraging amateur bands to submit an audition video of original music, and one winner will be selected to open for the group on each date of their tour in April. Happy birthday to John Bon Jovi. Here's to many more years of living on a prayer. It is that moment of the week where we get to jump in on some of the biggest relationship news making headlines, and it is time for Heart Monitor. There are so many different stories floating around that we needed to take a minute to break them all down, and I could not be happier than to do it with People Magazine's Platforms Director, Michelle Corston. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Janine. How are you? I am good. I am good, and I'm excited to talk love with you. So after Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet broke the internet with their split in January, we're just going to start right there. On Tuesday, Bonet couldn't make it to the Batman premiere in support of her daughter, Zoe Kravitz, who stars as Catwoman, Selena Kyle. So Momoa, who's 42, stepped up to the plate to attend in her place, joined by their two kids together. And he said on Instagram that he's, quote, so proud of Zoe. And a source close to him says he made an extra effort to be there. But it also seems that the tide may be turning for the duo as reports are surfacing that they could actually be rekindling their flame. So what are we hearing about this potential reunion of Jason and Lisa? I just think it is so sweet. I mean, he's been in Zoe's life for a really long time. Um, Jason and Lisa were together for 16 years, married for nearly five. They have two kids. So he's the father of Zoe's, you know, siblings. And I just love that no matter what's going on, he's making an effort to be there. Um, and that he posted an Instagram with her boyfriend, Channing Tatum. So there's definitely no love lost <laughs> among all of these A-listers in this incredible family. Could this happen, though? Like, we're, we're, we actually are hearing that things could be working out. I mean, they've been together forever. The split did not seem acrimonious at all. And I would say that him 
going the extra mile to be there for Zoe has to look great to Lisa. And now it wouldn't be Heart Monitor if we didn't have some news about Yay West. And it is wild, as always. So Kim is now legally out of the picture, as we said earlier. And we are hopeful for peace. But her ex, Yay, did just release a new music video for his song, Easy, that basically depicts him killing a claymation replica of Kim's boyfriend, Pete Davidson. And now, Ye has a flair for the provocative and getting people going, but given some of his recent claims and behavior, this may be more cause for concern, especially from where Kim and Pete are standing, right? But back in his own love life, Ye recently split with actress Julia Fox and has now officially linked himself to model, and some say Kim doppelganger, Chaney Jones. Chaney has posted about their relationship on her social media, and they have been seen out and about together in Miami, but Ye just made it official Instagram official on his page posting a paparazzi screenshot from the shade room with a caption that reads, quote, it appears Ye and his new boo, Chaney Jones, are going strong. What? Like, so much to break down here. His ability to date while criticizing Kim's dating habits. Uh, Julia Fox speaking about their relationship at the Batman premiere recently. And then these comments on his social subtly making Chaney Jones the next woman in his, I don't know. Where do we begin, Michelle? I mean, for me, it begins and ends with the fact that he's dating a Kim Kardashian clone. Like, what? This is crazy. This woman could make money as a Kardashian impersonator. I mean, he also was very hot and heavy with Julia, and that didn't last too long. So I don't know. We'll see. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to collaborate with Chaney as well in some sort of project. Um, So you never know what's going on in in Kanye's mind, um, there could be something creative happening, but yeah, I mean, time will tell. Um, I do appreciate Julia Fox calling their relationship the best thing that happened to her. And now someone in my house that is like just such a muse this season is my girl, Rihanna. She's been across the pond with boyfriend ASAP Rocky for Paris Fashion Week and the Fenty mogul attended the Dior show. She rocked her belly on full display in a black lace ensemble that left little to the imagination. And no matter how she chooses to highlight her bump, ASAP is always in full support. So what has been your favorite style moment of hers as of late? I mean, my favorite style moment is the moment you just described. It calls back, um, I think it was 2015 at the CFDA Awards when she like iconically ushered in a new era of naked dresses with that Swarovski crystal mesh situation with just like a thong and pasties and the do-rag. Yes, that is like fashion history. And to me, it was just like, hell yeah, like, Rock a naked dress while pregnant, too, because you look hot no matter what. My favorite is the pink she wore. I forget what show that was, but she just had on, like, this pink leather with her bump out there. And now, last but not least, let's go over to the royals. Kate Middleton and Prince William, who stepped out in Wales yesterday to commemorate St. David's Day, or the Feast of David, the patron saint of Wales. They made a stop at Abergavenny Market, and the locals said the couple were super relaxed and happy to talk to everyone and answer all of their questions. There was a bunch of sweet stories that came out of this little excursion, so which one is your favorite? I got to give that honor to a woman named Nikki Hurst, um, otherwise known as the cheese lady in my brain. She's just, you know, working her job at a cheese counter and all of a sudden the royals come in and, you know, she asks them what type of cheese they like, 
Will says, I'm going to butcher this, Kaltbach, Kaltbach. It's like a super rare Swiss variety of cheese, apparently. I'm not fancy enough to, to, you know, have tasted the luxury. And she had it. And he was, like, surprised. He didn't expect them to have his favorite type of cheese. So it's just good to know the royals, they're just like us. They like bougie cheese, too. Oh, wow. Well, no, mine mine is Colby Jack, so I don't think I'm I'm just like them. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking us through all of the, the ups and downs of romance in Hollywood today. Always a blast. Now, to wrap things up today, just a little update for you guys, but yours truly will be taking some much-needed vacation time with the fam. I promise you, you will be in great hands, though. We've got a couple of our best people editors stepping in for me over the next few days. I will miss you, but before I sign off, I do have one more story that I just love, 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 and I can't wait to share with you. Like a lot of you out there, I am obsessed with the new show, Abbott Elementary. It's a mockumentary-style comedy about a struggling public elementary school, and here's a little tease for you. What y'all think about this little film crew I brought in here? Distracting, makes our jobs harder. But exciting, we about to be on TV. Because they are covering underfunded, poorly managed public schools in America. No press is bad press, Barb. Look at Mel Gibson, still thriving. (laughs) If you haven't watched it yet, you must. But we just learned that the show's production team and network made a joint decision to redirect their marketing money toward providing supplies for actual teachers. The mother of Abbott Elementary's creator, star, and showrunner, Quinta Brunson, was a teacher for 40 years. A lot of the show is inspired from her mother's experience in the classroom, including the constant need for teaching supplies. Brunson recently told NPR about her mother's time teaching. She said, despite it getting harder, despite teachers not having all the support they need, despite kids growing even more unruly than they've been in recent time, she still loved the job. I just love that so much. And see, you guys, you knew I wouldn't leave you for a few days without ending today's episode on a positive note. Tomorrow, you'll have one of your favorites, People's Charlotte Triggs, here holding down the fort and updating you on the latest news going on in the world, here on People Every Day.